Hey folks, good to be back. Thanks for being here. Episode three of the Bill Bay Bio Podcast. Very excited to be here. I'm your host, Andrew Dorward, as always. Today we're talking about the love of Bill's life. And uh, I don't want to give too much away, but he's only been married to one woman, so, well, process of elimination there. But we also have a special guest in on the show. It's not all about Bill, even though his name is uh, in the name of the show. But, yeah, stick with us. We've got plenty of surprises. We talk a lot about, about meeting people, starting a life, having a family, everything you want to hear. So, today's episode is brought to us by... Well, how about this? Bill and Barbara Bay. Thanks for donating to the show. They have a vested interest in how interesting their lives are, <laughs> I guess. So thanks for supporting it. Helped buy these suave microphones you're hearing me talk into right now. But thank you so much. As always, visit our Facebook page a Bill Bay biography, that's B-E-Y, Bay is B-E-Y, not like the Bay Area or the Chesapeake Bay for our all our East Coast listeners. Do we have any East Coast listeners? Who am I talking to? I don't know. Let's just get into it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting the show. Visit our Facebook page. Without further ado, here's Bill Bay. It's gonna rain tonight. Is it? I hope so. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, how are you doing? Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so. You want to introduce her? <laughs> yeah, we have a new, uh, a new guest, and that's Barbara Bay, and she's sitting in to to recount the time the her life with Bill, and as she is very much intertwined with that. So, um, if you wouldn't mind just letting me know um you were working at general mills right as a secretary I did. yes okay um do you mind scooting just a little bit closer sorry <laughs> um just want to make sure it picks it up there you go there you go hog the mic um <laughs> so you you were working as secretary and um tell me about the first time you met bill <clears throat> well the first time i should say he met me before i met him okay is one day in June when the day before I was a sunbather and had a pretty good tan and decided to wear a bright yellow dress to work. Hmm. And he spotted me in the yellow dress and I didn't still really see him. And a friend of mine who works there said, see that man over there? He wants your phone number. And I said, really? She said, do you want me to give it to him? I said, sure, why not? She said, but he's really very busy, and he probably won't call you for at least another month. (laughs) Just a month, huh? Just a month. Okay. So I said, that's fine. And that night, he called me. (laughs) And two days later, we went on our first date, uh, playing miniature golf. Do you remember that phone call? Oh, yeah. 
Very much so. Uh, and the woman that, um, when you're auditing at a company, you work with only certain people at the company who would be related to what you're doing. And she was uh, the one who said, uh, there's a young gal here I think you should meet. She'd be very, you, you, you might really uh, enjoy uh, her. Are you going out with anybody? And of course, at that time, in public accounting, you weren't supposed to date the staff because it could only cause issues of some sort. Sure. But uh, needless to say, I, I didn't always obey what I was supposed to do. And uh -huh. So um, noticing a pattern, uh, I did see her, and uh, and I made the call. If I recall, I made the call. Interestingly enough, from the uh, elevated station here. Uh, I, I my sister was over at my mother's house and. Uh, for whatever reason, I didn't feel comfortable doing it in front of her and, and my mother. So I uh, went, said I was going to go to the elevator and get a newspaper or whatever, some kind of thing. Right. And so I called her from the, uh, from the elevated station and, uh, and got her. And uh, then we, we did go uh, to a, a miniature golf. That was one of my normal ways of uh, dating uh, somebody for the first time. Yeah, it's a good Back entry. in those days, the usual way to date would uh, go to a movie. It was mm -hmm. go to coffee or whatever. And then, of course, when you're in a movie, you, you're always worried, where do you put your arm and all that kind of thing. Right. And uh, it, it created so much uh, harass or stress, for a yeah, better yeah. way to put it. So anyway... Um, uh, I always kind of uh, touted miniature golf as a place to go. Now, of course, you can only do that in the summertime in Chicago area. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, uh, it, and it made a lot of sense because not only did you have more time to communicate, which you don't have in a movie, right. you don't get necessarily that close or don't feel like you're supposed to maybe do something and why didn't you and did mm -hmm. you or shouldn't you unless he hits me with the ball <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know it, it was it was non-threatening type thing and you sure. could see how how the person handled uh winning certain things or not winning them and you know, it's very what what made it so interesting though is and this wasn't the first time that i went with her but i it very well could have been but i do remember the woman who uh, was one of the uh, people at the golf course there who would hand out the clubs and collect the money and all that. And I remember her saying to me, that's the one. And right. I thought to myself, my God, how does she focus on me like that, that she's apparently kept score about or obvious has been observing yeah. who I've been bringing in there and all that. And it, it, it got me thinking differently, mm -hmm. for want of a better way to put it. Uh, okay. That's the one. And uh, so... <laughs> And I, I don't even remember having a lot of conversations with this woman, uh, but apparently, you know, when you go to the golf course, uh, to the uh, miniature golf that often, uh, you probably do meet. Um, she was obviously making... Uh, we have to talk about the uh, trip to um, Lake Geneva. How far well, is... How we got to finish the story, though, about yeah. the miniature golf. Please do because it was a Friday mm -hmm. and we went out to eat after the miniature golf and my father who is extremely strict Catholic mm -hmm. would never think of me marrying somebody who wasn't a Catholic 
Right. So I just always tried to date somebody who was a Catholic. Mm -hmm. So we're in the restaurant looking at the menu, and I go, oh, this is Friday. I can't eat any meat. And he immediately said, oh, I can't either. And mm. I said, you're Catholic? And he said, yes. So that made it more interesting. I thought you were more subtle, just to, that you wouldn't date except on a Friday, and that way no, you'd no, be no, able no, to clue no, in as no, to what the other no, guy was doing. My, yeah, so you, you were impressed with this putting, and you were excited that he ate fish on Friday. Yeah, because I was interested. Okay. <laughs> well, and, and Catholic, that, that was kind of important, too, in those days. Uh, it really, really, um, really it was. was. It made... It made things less complicated yeah it for was. one of a better way to put it mm -hmm. okay so you called her back uh after that how soon yeah after and, that? I, and I, I i don't remember specifics of a lot of other things but i think reasonably uh, early after that we decided to go up to lake geneva um they had uh, a beach up there and um um I I don't know if I asked her or whether she'd offered that she would make the lunch. Mm -hmm. um, fried chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> I, I don't know if you asked me whether what I liked or whether you I just... I think picked. I did. She just knew. She had an yeah. intuition. That Everybody well, likes fried chicken. Right? Who doesn't? <laughs> the trick is that she didn't make the chicken. Her mother made the chicken, but of course I didn't that know that. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> he always says that, but it's not true. It's not, we both did. Okay. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine mother-daughter making chicken here? Yeah. She somebody's the boss and somebody's the doer. She showed me how to coat it mm -hmm. and then how to fry it. Okay. But I did it. Yeah. Don't, and it was good. Don't try to lessen her fried well, chicken. Well, it was good. That, of course it was good. That, that emphasized a little bit more here how important that was. I see. <laughs> okay. So if it was bad fried chicken, you'd be well, like, Well, oh. we may have changed the thinking a little bit. Yeah. Called off the, the lake trip. So you're up in uh, Lake Geneva. Are you staying um, like in a cabin? Or? Oh my, wait no. a minute. You're way ahead of the world. Here. Oh, am I? Okay, oh I'm sorry. God. Let's go I mean, back. The world, this is a date. This is a date. Okay. This is you're not just... a, nobody did that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. Man, does that show you what the difference in people are? You've got to tell age? your mother that one. <laughs> that is unbelievable. How <laughs> did you stay in a cabin? Okay. We stayed on a beach and then we drove home where okay. else would we be <laughs> mercy i'm just i don't know oh I, my god i didn't know if you're you made it sound like it was a like a, a like a camping trip like no I no we went to trip lake geneva they had no, a nice we, beach there we left in the morning and got our spot on the beach and yeah. then like noon or so we ate lunch yeah okay. and then stayed the rest of the afternoon the and beach. headed and back, back about came home five four, four or five o'clock like came that. home yeah where else would yeah it? it's only about an hour and a quarter okay uh, not even that i assume you'll delete yeah. this from your uh, <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> oh getting deleted um, oh my God, it's staying in it's staying in um, oh, Andrew. <laughs> um, so Okay, so you guys are talking. You've gone on a couple dates. Um, oh, we had another favorite place we would go to in, oh, yeah. uh, huh? In uh, in Elk Grove, uh, the steak place, Melrose Park, Melrose Tom Park Steakhouse, Tom Steakhouse. Okay, and and it was interesting because the woman there uh, would call me Mister Bai. Mm -hmm. and so I knew she was German, German. Or, or somewhat of that extraction, and uh, they had. Uh, 
not only good steak, but they had uh, the salad. Was wasn't it the salad? Shrimp. Shrimp. Giant that. shrimp cocktail. Oh, to oh, die for. Very very good. Yes. Mm. And uh, it, it, interestingly enough, it was a syndicate place. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's still there. Yeah. Oh, Is okay. it still there? Tom yeah. Tom uh, was a character witness for Antonio Cardo, who was a big mobster <laughs> here. Yeah. Uh, and Tom played golf. Uh, Antonio Cardo, of course, did too. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, FBI people were all over him and that kind of thing. But he uh, so at this steakhouse, you would see an awful lot of uh, uh, brunettes, right? Italian. Uh, People and of course uh, the mobster type people the mafia. <laughs> had had young younger uh, dates, uh, uh, but they had good food. And they did have good food <laughs> and drinks. They and know drinks. how to cook yeah. a steak. Yeah, yeah, and that interestingly enough was the place we went to the night that I proposed to to uh, yeah. Barbara. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. It had that kind of, and I think we parked uh, somewhere Belmont Beach. Yeah, along the beach there, <laughs> mm. uh, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan yeah. Lake. Yeah. Yeah. So how how far into dating was that when you actually proposed? I I, I honestly don't Can't remember. What? Like how? a year, year and a half. Oh, no, oh a year God. later. Year later. That we got engaged. Right. Yeah. 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 Year okay. later. We, we okay. should also uh, put on the uh, the time I, I we went to the bar with my friends and we had too much to drink. We. <laughs> Yeah, but how about you? Grandma's grimacing right now. What's uh, what's going on? <laughs> She's pointing tell towards her husband. Tell about your first martini. The first martini. I got sick to my stomach. <laughs> I've never drank one since then. There was no. more to it than that, though, right? Well, we, this I, is about you, not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but tell well, them about your 13 martinis and Good Friday Night. Yeah, that was one, too. Uh, In <laughs> the same night? No. The, 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 there's two martini stories. The first one is... Uh, when uh, I think we went to um, uh, Playboy Club, and and they had martini there, and she liked it, uh, and so uh, I think she may have had a second one. Needless to say, she was very very out of it. So mm -hmm. we were at the gas lamp that's a guest in lamp. chicago with his sister and brother-in-law okay right. whole family's and there i had they served the drinks in a coffee mug mm -hmm. and it must have been all gin and i wasn't used to drinking right and gin. it got me i i had to go to the bathroom i stood up and everything was spinning and his sister walked me into the bathroom i, I was really sick <laughs> And I've never had one since then. But I, I think that I, I, I took you over to Montrose Beach or something like that so you could... No, you took me home, opened the door, and pushed me in. Well, I ended up doing that, yeah. Because you did, I and hear, he left. Well, here's, here's the situation. You've got, you've got a dad who's really a kind of a, mm. uh, really tough about that. Yeah. You've got uh, their house, which she lives in. Their rules. And you've got a, a girlfriend here who's smashed... And if you just uh, keep her out all night long, that ain't going to work. Right. Because he'll go nuts about that. If you open the door and lead her to her bedroom, you can imagine if he would have woke up and seen that. Yeah. So um, I did what I could do. I opened the door, I pushed her in, I shut it, and I left. It sounded uh, like you did the gentlemanly thing. Well, today. I, it you, probably you had... wasn't gentlemanly, but it certainly saved my life. Because right. I can't imagine if he'd have woken up and... And I'd have been leading her to the bedroom. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I could see how minds yes. would wander there. Yes. 
So you're married, you're spending the night with each other. Uh, when did you decide to move to this? You're already in the city, right, at this point? You're in Chicago? Oh, there's, there's a better story than that. Oh, okay. Please tell <laughs> We're me. We're married. Okay. So now it's honeymoon time. Honeymoon time. Okay. okay. I forgot about the honeymoon. Yes. So we end, we end up going to uh, Florida um, to uh, celebrate our honeymoon because she had gone to Florida a lot of times with her parents. I don't know that I had been down there that much, but uh, we uh, stayed at uh, really a kind of a, uh, it was a, a hotel that she had stayed at with her parents, but it was really rundown. A, a rundown <laughs> thing. And the room we had was sort of, as you come in with your car, uh, you'd see traffic right would be right there. And mm -hmm. um, it, as it turned out, basically, um, we we got bored with the whole thing. We went to a couple racetrack, and it was still pretty segregated. The uh, African Americans couldn't associate with the uh, with the Caucasians, and they needless to say, there's only one finish line. So they were like a hundred feet or whatever from the finish line, up against a, a, a fence. Well, we're at the finish line, and there is a big gap between that. So anyway, yeah. we decided we would. Um, I found where you could go to, um, where, where was it, Barbara? Nassau. Nassau. Uh, and it was very reasonable uh, for three days and two nights, or three nights and three days and two nights. Mm -hmm. And you flew over there, and so we did, we did that, and um, uh, Barbara tried to play golf, uh, which didn't work out too well. <laughs> what do you mean? You guys were golfing on the first date. It took... It no, was that's on the miniature golf. Yeah. Yeah. We were there for a while, golf. and real the golf. first hole was right by the kitchen door, mm -hmm. where all these black men were sitting there peeling potatoes, and I had a bikini on, <laughs> and we're playing golf. It took me 18 strokes before I finally hit the ball. Needless to say, <laughs> they were enjoying all of it. Laughing yeah. their heads off. Yes. <laughs> One stroke per, per hole, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> One wiggle. Well, I got better. <laughs> One and, wiggle per swing. <laughs> I got better as we went on. Okay. So you're back in Chicago and uh, you're moving in. You have an apartment on Higgins and what was it again? Austin. Higgins and Austin. What was that place like? Yeah, which I'll show you. Yeah. Uh, Mason. Mason. It was on yeah. Mason Avenue. Yeah. Mason. 5024 okay. North Mason. Yeah, which is by Higgins <laughs> and Austin, Pretty but a block. 56 years in memory. Yeah, a block uh, <laughs> right. um, east of, of Austin. Yeah. And what was life like there? Like you were still working as an accountant. Uh, were you employed or were you still as a secretary then? Who, me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. At General Mills. You're still at General yeah. Mills. And were you with? Uh, Pete Marwick. Pete Marwick. Okay. But, but the interesting thing there was when Christmas, we got married um, November 11th. Mm -hmm. And uh, Christmas Eve Mass, which was back where I went to grammar school in Chicago, Around communion time, tell them what you said. I'm pregnant. Wow, big announcement in front of the church. I just knew. I had a flutter or something. It's like just six, made me six weeks. Yeah. We were married, and I I just knew. Wow. And I was Uncle Bob. Yeah. Uncle, well, the Uncle scary Bob. the scary part at that time uh, is you didn't want the baby to come before nine months of, of marriage, because right. that would presume that, that you were having uh, relations prior to the marriage, and mm -hmm. that's shocking. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, basically, um, the other thing that was scary about it is when uh, 
we got married, we didn't change her insurance policy hmm. so that she actually still did not have a coverage for uh, maternity. Uh, she was she had a single woman's policy and I had a single man's policy, not assuming that we would have a pregnancy situation mm -hmm. that soon. Now, I don't know when we ever planned on changing it. Presumably we planned sometime. But the key was that here she was expecting and we needed to pay for the um, uh, the delivery. $475 for the doctor in the hospital. Yeah. Jeez. Back, $475. $475. Yeah. But we didn't have any money to, to pay for this here. We had gone through the wedding and the, re, and the reception. Furniture. The furniture and all money that kind of thing. Yeah. So she did have a car. <laughs> okay. Tell them the car Some story. Some consolation. <laughs> I bought it from work mm -hmm. from a man, and I paid $475 for it. Oh. And it was a Ford Fairlane's uh, stick shift. And the car was a good car. And one day, I, I think I was still working. I was going to work, and it was making a horrible noise. And uh, the next day, I told him, I said, you know, look at my car. It's making a funny noise. And I says, I noticed some stuff on the driveway. And he said, oh, it looks like it's tire tread. You may need new tires. He said, okay. So I get in the car, and it was one of those days where I went to Park Ridge to pick up my mother, and we were spending the day together, and the noise was horrible. And I pulled into a gas station, and the man told me I had no fan belt. <laughs> and I said, well, how much do you want for a fan belt? And he said, $9. I said, oh, no, that's too much money. And I got back in the car. <laughs> and and he, he said? He told me, he said, your car may blow up. You Whoa. better not go anywhere. I said, well, I got a friend a couple miles down the road. I'm going to him. So I did. And the car But he also it. said, if you ever want to sell this car, let me know. That's what he said. Mm. So... <laughs> Seeing as how the doctor comes, got so much. Comes along, I got the fan belt for $5. Okay. Made sense. Yeah. <laughs> so it comes time for all these bills to be paid. And he says, I have an idea. He said, remember that man who wanted to buy your car? I go, yeah. He said, we're going to have to sell it. Mm -hmm. So we took the car back over to him, and he gave me $475. Wow. So paid they, for Bob, and I didn't lose any money. Yeah, and, and when that? Bob was delivered, there's another story there. Um, because we didn't have the insurance, um, she started uh, going into labor, maybe nine o'clock-ish or mm -hmm. something like that. And he was at school. This is a... Yeah, because I was at law school. This is in the evening. Yeah, in yeah. the evening. Okay. And so... Um, I got home, but then I'm thinking, if we go into the hospital now, there's a whole day we're going to have to pay for, right. because it's not midnight yet. <laughs> and so we got to the hospital, and we were. I had her walking St. Anne's in, uh, where was it? Uh, Oak Park. Oak Park. And I had, I, we were walking around the block here to to uh, keep her uh, okay yet, but hoping that we could make it till midnight. Uh, so you're trying to burn hours away as well, she's going into labor? Well, because uh, to get it would have been a whole extra day. Right. So anyway, we did 
we did finally gave up and we got in there and i think it was around 11 11 11 30 11 around there oh man well after 10 o'clock we automatically assume it's the next day yeah we had no idea about that in other words we we didn't have to do that they (laughs) somebody comes into the hospital after 10 o'clock and they don't get charged for uh, i don't even think they have a room when you think about it because they still have the labor and all that other happy stuff so but we, we did, weren't um, we weren't focused ab- about that. Right. And then we did get her uh, into a room and everything. And uh, and I said, uh, "How are you doing?" And she was doing very very fine. And um, I think I stayed at least an hour or, or a couple of hours. And then finally, it didn't look like they needed me anymore. So I went home. Went to bed. <laughs> went to bed. You went to bed. I'm in labor. <laughs> Can you believe? <laughs> this isn't a Cubs game you're talking about. This is the, the, first, the yeah. first kid. I went back uh, uh, the next morning, and she wasn't in the room. And I said, what happened to my wife? You know, oh, she's in the labor room. There was a different room of yeah. some sort. Uh, and uh, so I went in there, and she, she realized I was back here. I don't know if you missed me while I was gone. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure she, uh, she pulled through without you. Yeah. I remember. I was in so much pain. Yes. Yeah. Oh man! But then when she did deliver a uh, Bob, uh, and I, we always said we didn't care whether it was a boy or a girl, and in those days you didn't know in advance. Uh, so uh, I was so excited, I wanted to stop people on the street and say, "I just had my wife just had a boy. I'm a father of a boy." You know, mm. for what because it was a boy that meant a lot at that yeah. moment for whatever reason, and. Uh, we got the cigars with the blue ribbons around and blue said ribbons. it's a boy. <laughs> so, uh, did you find that you guys changed? Uh, I mean, going like becoming parents has to be a big shift in your life, or did you um, just go? Well, about... it was a little tough on me because he was in law school and working full time. Right. So he was never home. Not a home a and lot. And that went through Bob and Susan. Mm-hmm. And I graduated in '65. Six... Right, and then you went to business school again to get your uh, yeah, master's to, yeah, in business at University of Chicago. Yes. And but it got kids to be didn't too know much. who he was. But it got to he be was, too much. He was yeah. a weekend dad. Right. And, uh, he and I was working a lot of overtime, too, because yeah, I was making he was never ex- home. They he were never paying time him. and a half. Right. And, that, and with all these kids coming and, and uh, all that, we didn't move to our, uh, we didn't leave our apartment, I think, until 1960 four or five i think it was 65 that we moved up to arlington Susan Heights. was one when we moved hmm. yeah yeah about 1965 64. uh 64 uh yeah and uh, uh so basically um um it, it, it was necessary to to put a lot of time in and um uh what was i going to say i did get i did get oh when uh, jim was born uh, Susan and Bob still lived at the apartment uh, in the one room, and uh, and I came home and I said, "You've got a a, a baby brother," uh, and uh, I think Bob said, "What are you going to name him or something like that?" And I says, "I don't know. What, what what do you think?" And Susan said, "How about refrigerator?" And she was hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First thing on her mind, I guess. <laughs> She was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any fun labor stories with my mom or just 
just or fun labor stories. Yeah, yeah was, like did you did, did you uh, did you at least uh, spend the night there, uh, Papa? Uh, no. no, in those days you didn't do she that. She was born in the morning. Okay. And we didn't go to the hospital till about two, and I think she was born like four hours later. Hmm. Okay. So he stayed with me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I and did. Then when I, Jim was born, he was at work. And I was early, hmm. and I was at my parents' house, and I called them, and I said, I'm in labor, get home. <laughs> and I said, I'll pick you up at the Park Ridge train station, where my dad would. And it, pains were getting worse, so my dad said, you have to go to the hospital. <laughs> so he takes me to the hospital. That was fun. And <laughs> yeah, and, and when, I, when I get to the, off the train, She's not at the, and it was at Park Ridge or whatever I was yeah. going to get off. Mm -hmm. um, she's not there. So uh, I assume, you don't have cell phones in those days, I assume she's at the hospital. So right. I take a taxi to the hospital. And then when I get there, uh, I say to the gal at the desk, uh, uh, I think my wife is here. Uh, what's, what's her name? I said, Barbara Bay. And she said, well, we, we don't have anybody here named Barbara Bay. Mm. And I said, you don't? I mean, my God, where could she be? Um, I said, her name's Barbara. Uh, and she says, well, let me look here. She said, uh, oh, well, we had a Barbara Malik that checked in. Mm. Uh, her dad, instead of checking her in under my name, checked her in under her His maiden name. name. Yeah, maiden name. <laughs> he was very nervous. <laughs> right, right. So she'd been there, and you did you leave the hospital, or you no, you stayed there, right? You, yeah, well, you, well, sure. So she came running down the hallway as I was being wheeled into the delivery room, yeah. along with my doctor, because my doctor was playing golf. Oh my gosh. They both met. <laughs> yeah, that's how they met. In the, See, in, the in those hallway, days, but... you waited in the waiting room. You didn't go into the into the delivery uh, delivery room at all, and you waited for the doctor to come out to say it's a boy or it's a girl and all yeah. that happy stuff. <laughs> okay, well, you got to wait till she recovers, and then you can go, or if you want to see the baby and all that kind of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is a third kid in four years of being married, right? Right? Or is that right? Yeah, five, four, and she had years. lost uh, one. Uh, so at that time, we had moved in between. We had moved in. You moved to Arlington. Yeah. yeah. We were in Arlington Heights. So. Yeah, okay. and she had basically um, working so hard on the move thing, she had miscarried. Mm -hmm. But the good news is that Jim uh, was born before the miscarriage would have been born. Okay. So it wasn't like we we have a child after, we don't have after well whatever it's not that it was that we had a child that we would have not had a child if we hadn't uh if we hadn't hadn't had the miscarriage we wouldn't have had jim right baby was would have been born in may and jim was born in october oh okay yeah. okay um so was having a bigger family always something you guys talked about <laughs> Not really. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know that we said six or anything. I think we, we said four. We yeah. would, our dream was to have two boys and two girls. Okay. And life happens. Yeah, well. It happened. We were kept. <laughs> we didn't practice birth control or any of that kind of stuff. Right. And um, um, I, I, I had always said, because everybody named their child Junior if they had a boy, I'd always said, I told you this story, I'd always said that. Uh, fourth boy will be a junior and right. so as it turned out after 
having six children, uh, it was a pretty good gap between the, the seventh child uh, being born. And so when she told me she was so excited to have him, <laughs> tell that story. <laughs> I took a rabbit test and went to the doctor and they said, well, sit down and we'll have the results in about 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I sat there and three nurses came out singing congratulations to you when I started crying. <laughs> oh no. At that point I've been sick, so I, I figured, yeah. Yeah, I was with Billy. Yeah, and they, they assumed she was happy. And I said, you don't understand, this is my seventh baby. Uh. <clears throat> and they go, oh. <laughs> yeah. Bit of and that news. night when he, we always used to, after the kids went to bed, we'd watch TV in bed, mm -hmm. and um, we'd always do I Got Good News and Bad News. Yeah. And that happened quite a bit with a lot of good news and bad news. <laughs> okay. And he and we'd say, well, what do you want to hear first? And it was always the bad news. So he said, he said, okay, what's the bad news? I said, I'm pregnant. He says, what's the good news? I said, it's going to be Billy Jr. Or oh. Bill Jr. Hmm. And how do you know? He was all excited. I said, I had called every one of my kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Called you guys too, right? Is that right? <laughs> yes. Wow. What's the <laughs> secret? Anyhow, he was all excited. Uh -huh. Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, did you find yourself evolving as parents as you went along? Um, did oh, things yeah. differently, like find yourself uh, changing with each kid? Definitely over, you over-parent the first one. Okay. Because you don't know what you're doing, and it's paint-by-numbers kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And you, you uh, find that you're, you're much more focused on what's where and how and why and all that kind of thing. And as, as things go on, um, you, um, you realize it's all part of a process. And I, I, I'm sure our children would say that the... They were more disciplined, uh, the earlier ones, than the later ones. Uh, we did, um, we had a mailbox at our um, house in, in Arlington Heights, which um, you, uh, the mail uh, was delivered right into the house, but there was a little uh, door here that you opened to get your mail out, and uh, there was one Sunday where um, we could not find, it was Susan's pacifier, uh, and she's screaming and hollering all night long. All night long and mm -hmm. so the mission becomes <laughs> find a pacifier for her. So I had to go out and uh, uh, look all over to find something that was open to get a pacifier. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the next day when the mail came and we opened a slot to get our mail, there was the pacifier. Uh, <laughs> Bob. Bob had decided he was going to... Susan shouldn't have a pacifier, so yeah. he put it in the mailbox. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted to grow her up early. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, he wanted Quickly. to train her early. <laughs> so you Little said, things happen. I mean, yeah. uh, there's one good story, and the kids know this story too. Uh, trick or treat um, day uh, in Arlington Heights. Uh, and uh, it was Jim, Bob, and, and Susan, uh, and they all had their little bags, and you know, they would put, the, have you heard this story? They would put the so. uh, um, candy in a bag, you know, when they yeah. came to the door, ring the doorbell, and, you know, and then people would put the candy in the bag, and so, and I would go with them, and Barbara would stay home to, to give it to the people who came to our door. Yeah. 
And when we got home and it was time to pour out the candy, uh, Bob and Susan poured out quite a bit of candy and Jim poured his bag over and I think only one or two pieces came out <laughs> because the bag was paper. And um, mm -hmm. being uh, at right, that right. time of the year and running across the grass as kids did rather than using sidewalks, mm -hmm. the bag was rubbing on the, on the wet grass and developed a bit of a hole in it and yeah. so the paper the candy was falling out through the bag of the bag yeah. and uh, and so he's he's crying and obviously and and um, what makes this so profound is the next morning as I'm going out to get the paper there comes Bob back on his bicycle mm -hmm. he had gone gotten up early gone out on his bicycle and retraced all of our steps from the night before mm -hmm. and recovered a fair amount of Jim's candy Oh, wow. That's he did that all on did. his own. He didn't ask us about anything, say he was going to do it. He just he felt sorry for Jim, and he went out, and he, and he got the candy. See, little things like that are things you just... Never forget. You know, just, forget. They just tell yeah. you the character of, of some of the people and how they are. Uh, and it, the other thing I, I, I've often commented about, too, is, is you can tell a lot about how a child will um, handle a, a lot of things, uh, personal things, by how he handles he or she handles their, their uh, trick-or-treat candy. Um, <laughs> your mother was a, a notorious person for hiding her candy because she didn't want other people under getting mattress. under mm. mattress or whatever for getting her candy. But on the other hand, then she would forget where she hid it or whatever, and right. the candy would, would sort of languish or we'd find it Man. later be doing deep house cleaning in that and I'd look at and there there was candy, there was some candy. sometimes cookies yeah, yeah, yeah. she said she didn't do that but she did yeah and then you have <laughs> other kids who they couldn't eat it fast enough yeah. and uh, so that was there were two things how they handled their, their trick-or-treat candy and how they treated their bicycle hmm. uh, some of them uh, were profound really careful as to how the bicycle was handled. Michael was incredibly good about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Others didn't give a damn. Sometimes you almost no, think they'd lose their bicycles because they, yeah. didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have the concern to the same degree. Um, very interesting when you, when you see that, uh, mm -hmm. how that works. Yeah, so, uh, so you moved to Barrington to the house we're in now in um 72 yeah, we were expecting our sixth child and the house we had did not have enough bedrooms, bedrooms in it and we had already uh taken the family room which was down uh, at the lower level and kind of made that into a bedroom mm -hmm. uh and so we uh, and the other thing is your kitchens when you have um, six children kitchens get bigger and yeah. we were at a point where even the kitchen we had was not going to be able to handle all of that uh, so we decided we were we would need a bigger place mm -hmm. and um, um, there were there, there were uh, um, a lot of places we looked but we had looked out here in Barrington uh, years before um, thinking wouldn't that be a nice place to live at some point. It was point. barren though. There weren't homes and you know, it just was so isolated. Yeah. And I was more of a city person so I didn't really want to come out here. Right. And we always put our clothes on uh, outside on a on a line here uh, rather than in a dryer um, 
and that was something that she always did. As a matter of fact, when we did move out here, we put up a clothesline, and it, it caused consternation. Yeah, it, but it did got, bother the neighbor next yeah. door, if I recall. Mm -hmm. So she cut it one day. <laughs> she cut your line? Mm -hmm. I had sheets on there, and she cut it. There she had been go. here before we. She had no, lived here. that was this Mrs. Howe who did that. Oh, did she? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it was... Uh, it was nice. Uh, I, we wanted, we wanted um, to um, live because we had little kids. We were expecting. Well, we had, were expecting uh, Katie at that time. Julie. Julie, rather. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, a lot of the streets around the lake are really heavily trafficked. So uh, we, we were attracted to this street called the Point because there's only about, I'm going to say, nine houses on this street. I haven't counted them lately. And it's like a peninsula. It's got water around it, all around it. Yeah. And you don't get any traffic other than somebody coming in to visit somebody or coming home. And, and you're alerted, basically, if there's anybody in the street, um, as distinguished from roaring around. But um, the lot I wanted was uh, the lot that was uh, uh, just uh, west of us. It was still uh, a vacant, but there was a dentist who had... Um, uh, put a deposit on it, but he hadn't built for a while, and so I kept saying to the the, the owner of the seller who was uh, working for Kennedy Company, was a son-in-law. I kept saying, "I'd like that lot there." He said, "No." He said, "That's already taken." And I said, "Well, how do you know they're going to build?" He said, "Anytime we raise the price, he comes up with the deposit, and we're going to do that." So this lot we're at now was right next to it, and it, we, it was the one on the lake, whereas if we'd have gone across the street, we'd have been on the lagoon, and I wanted, we wanted to be on the lake. Hmm. So anyway, we, uh, we, we built this house, but the builder, um, or the son-in-law said, you know, after we made, I'm gonna say something like 80 changes to the house, because we had a, a book and every page had a different room and we would write down there all the things we wanted. I still have that book. Do, do you really? Uh, and mm -hmm. I uh, uh, would ask the builder about, you know, we want this, we want that, we want that. And finally he called me um, when we were getting ready to go and he says, we have everything in order, we only have one little problem. And I said, what's that? He said, we can't build a three-car garage. And I said, Ed, that is not a little problem. That's a deal breaker. Uh, there's just no you way. You said that's your problem. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a deal breaker. Yeah. And uh, it's, he says, well, wait a minute. Okay, I'll get back to you. And about two weeks later, he calls me and he says, we got it solved. Uh, did you hear the story? I don't the think The problem so. basically was by ordinance, you could only have, you must have so much feet between your landline and the neighbor next door, and you can only build so far many feet to your landline so that there's adequate space between the houses. Mm -hmm. And uh, as it uh, was, our house is a very wide house, uh, and uh, with the three-car garage particularly. So he, um, it, it would have been uh, too close to the house next to us to qualify. So what uh, I said, how did you solve it? And he said, not to worry, if it fits, it fits the, the, the code, you'll have no problem with it. Well, we didn't find out until we closed that we have lot 705, and that portion of lot 706 from a line that starts in the corner of our lot and goes straight back to the lake 
uh, which is about 16 or 20 feet more of the lake we have from lot 706 hmm. so that where our garage is or where it would be it gave us the number of feet to meet the code mm -hmm. but not only did they not tell us but they didn't tell the next door neighbor that story either <laughs> so when she moved in and i went over to, uh, she was in the yard and i went over to uh, uh, introduce myself she explained to me how i had some of her land um she was a little miffed by the whole thing and i said i said if you want it just take care of it i have no problem with that yeah. <laughs> She was Miss Georgia Peach was, right. was her name. Yeah. So are you guys still finding time to go on, go mini golfing on date nights with all these kids? We don't like, have date nights. Oh, at that time. At that time. You know what we would do at that time? Opera. We had season tickets what, to the opera. Yeah, that was one thing. And then we would get together with other couples to play cards or something. Yeah, like. we never really went out to eat Yeah, we'd take the babies mm -hmm. over or whatever to the other couple's place. They'd be sleeping and whatever, and we'd play... Uh, cards together. I don't know what kind of cards we were playing for. Gin four. Rummy. Yeah, for four people. Mainly, and then around 10 o'clock, we'd all serve cold cuts and potato mm -hmm. salad and dessert. And they'd leave. And then we'd leave. <laughs> and, we, and that would be a date night. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and basically, that. And the other thing we did is we joined a bowling league, uh, which yeah. bowled every Sunday. Uh, evening uh, at the local bowling alley in Arlington Heights as it turned out and basically um, we would have a babysitter then for that uh, and we had some interesting babysitting issues in that too yeah, uh, don't go into it. no particularly <laughs> when we would travel we'd have different because uh, that was another important thing and after being in Germany and and seeing a lot of Europe um, the travel bug was very big in my mind and uh, working as hard as I did um, the when I was in mortgage banking at least the auditors would be in in February and March and generally January late January February and so I put in a lot of hours and then after that then we would take a uh, trip uh, somewhere in the, in the world uh, about three weeks and we'd hire a babysitter and uh, she would watch um, the kids uh, for three weeks. Uh, mm -hmm. One time it was the mother, but uh, her mother would do that, but then it got to a point where she couldn't do that anymore. Yeah, I want to do a whole episode on travel, actually, because okay. I know you guys have... Maybe we should put it as 5 after 12. Okay, and, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if you need her anymore. Do you want her in this permanent? I think she can get out now. Here. Yeah, she can. Go. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much for... Do your afternoon things. Him and I are going to... Uh, I'm thinking of going to Portillo's. They have salads there. Are you able to eat salads? Yeah. And I'll let you drive the car over there so you get acquainted with Get some car. practice. Which car? Mine My, or yours? No, mine. Oh. Uh, the Oldsmobile. The old man's car. O old, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kids don't like that car. Well, you, which car do you want to drive? It's your choice. That one's cool, the one we've been in. Uh, yeah, let's the, do that one. Yeah. The only thing I want to make a point with Jim, and maybe I have to call him, I, I would like him to get a spot in the back of Jim's house. Yeah, he's got... I don't want it on the street. On the street cars you can park. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and if those girls are over there early, in a, but I don't think... Uh, I, uh, I don't think Ellie and... No, I don't think Ellie would be there, and Rudy isn't going to be there, yeah. uh, and who else would... Uh, That's it, Casey. Just Casey will probably be there from what I understand. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah. This is all staying in the podcast. I just want to make you know, let you know that. Oh. <laughs> no, well, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. But seriously, um, we could turn this thing okay. on. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for sitting in. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Go. You get residuals, too.